Hey everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of You Wanna Split That. My name is Bailey Engel, and for those of you who don't know me, I'm a play-by-play broadcaster for Bluefield College, a small NAIA school on the West Virginia, Virginia border, as well as a freelance broadcaster for the ACC Network at Virginia Tech, my alma mater. And look, I haven't called a game since March, I think, and well, it's really up in the air as to when I'm going to call another one. So I decided to start something that really combined two things that I love to do, which are talk to interesting people and eat food that might not be 100% great for me. So I dove headfirst into that recently when I ate a Chipotle burrito as big as my Shih Tzu with Thai walls, a three-time All-American wrestler at Virginia Tech, a resident athlete at the Southeast Regional Training Center, as well as the director of wrestling performance for the Hokies. On top of being a world-class athlete with his eyes on the Tokyo Olympics before they got postponed due to the coronavirus pandemic, Ty's a pretty good guy and pretty fun to talk to as well. And I figured since he was a heavyweight in college, he'd pick out something pretty daunting to eat. And I was super correct. Double wrapped, double chicken, double barbacoa, both black and brown beans, pinto, I guess I should say, brown rice, three types of salsa, fajita veggies, and cheese. And I thought, what the hell, let's try Chipotle's new queso they came out with in February of this year with some chips on the side. We ordered the same thing, met up on Zoom, and had a great conversation. So here it is. You want to split that episode one with Mr. Ty Walls. Thanks for coming on my podcast where we're all, all we're going to do today. I hope you didn't expect to talk about wrestling. We're just going to talk about tax code and all kinds of new ordinances and laws going out throughout Southwest Virginia. Are you really well versed on that? I was about to say, I'm super well versed in it. Of course. Let's do it. Talking 1099s? Let's yeah, do it. 1099s, W2s, all that. Um, no, but really, what we got to get into today on You Want to Split That is uh, this absolute gut grenade. And for those of you who don't know, we're, we're taping this over Zoom. So Ty put together this monstrous Chipotle order for both of us to eat. <laughs> And I got to say, this is an absolute gut grenade, Ty. I mean, this is double wrap burrito. We have brown rice, chicken, barbacoa, two types of salsa, corn. Uh, what am I missing here? Both beans. That's important. Okay. <laughs> Both Why is beans, that important? Uh, there's there's a lot of calories in those too and they're not bad for you did you get the vinaigrette on the side i'll be i didn't actually i feel bad about that i got the queso though just turn it off turn <laughs> off the interview man this sounds but good. did you what? get the queso on the side i did get the queso i got the queso the on the side i don't get it chips. in the burrito okay, okay. oh nice nice wait Beautiful. what's the what is the vinaigrette for so the vinaigrette and it's honestly better that you don't have it on camera too because i don't know how you'd react to it because it's that good um, yeah, but it's basically just 300 calories of like oil, fat, and whatever else is in here, and it's it's really good. So typically, it's called like salad dressing. I don't know why they call it that because uh, it doesn't go on salads. It goes on these burritos, and it's it's really good. But I always get it, and they're not the same without it. It'll change the way you look at Chipotle. Well, I guess I gotta try that next time, and to just keep this more authentic, <laughs> either either way with. Uh with what I want to do with this podcast. Uh, you said that Chipotle, you're a Chipotle fanatic. 
that's How's that? probably the, the best way to describe it. And I mean, I've been more proud of it and less proud of it in my entire life, but, but yeah, I've, I've eaten a, uh, a disgusting amount. The, uh, I'm definitely contribute to their stock price being as high as it is. Um, yeah, I've had it a lot. I, I, I got the app. I got a lot of points. <laughs> <laughs> is it the only fast food you really get to eat? Um, so, I mean, my, my diet's relatively unrestricted. I do eat relatively clean and, and as well as I can. Um, but that's also why I fell in love with Chipotle in the first place. And it started in high school. I was like, well, it's back then it was like $6.30 for a burrito. If you get really full, it's not that bad for you. Realistically, it's not that bad for you at all. If you get no sour cream, that's why there's no sour cream in your burrito. Right. Queso, obviously, it's, you know, um, and just kind of get good stuff inside of it. As long as you're working out a whole bunch, you need those carbs, you need a lot of protein. So that's the way I look at it. All right, let's, let's dive into this absolute missile that you've uh, assembled for me here. So I hope yours is wrapped better than mine. Okay. I'm super disappointed, and I know you told me to unwrap it properly, but that's part of it. Yeah. The dude that was wrapping my burrito, especially when you order this type of burrito, you can't have a newbie doing it because there's so much stuff that goes into it. If you do it, it and a newbie wraps it, it looks like this. Yours yeah. is probably longer, and it looks good. This dude balled mine up like dirty laundry. And I was like, dude, I, I was like so close to asking if somebody else could could wrap it for me, but I figured it would be a good learning, learning experience. I could tell he was new. He was stressed on the line. So he didn't wrap my burrito right, which is going to drastically impact my, my satisfaction with it. But I start by unwrapping it at the top like this. Yeah. This is kind of – this is important. This is why I didn't unwrap it originally. So then you can take the tinfoil you take off, put it at the bottom, peel it down as you go. And now you yeah. have to walk around. Now you're mobile and eating burritos. Yeah, I guess I wasn't thinking about being mobile. Um, I'm just a Neanderthal, and it's just going to fall all over my plate. I will say the first couple bites, the chicken and barbacoa, which uh, I was kind of embarrassed to look this up, that barbacoa is beef. I didn't really know what it was. Usually I go with chicken at Chipotle. And uh, I got to say, that, that's pretty damn good. That, that yeah, it's, like, there. it's kind of like they're – it's like pulled beef. It's like shredded and it's, I love it. I think it, so like the chickens, I, I think their chicken's really good. Yeah. But the barbacoa has like, it's like covered in like juices and sauce. It's really moist. So it, yeah, I think it works well in the burrito too. I haven't tried their queso. And for those of you who don't know, I'm pretty sure their queso was released right before the pandemic hit. I looked it up and I think it was like February, 2020. This is what people always talk about with, with Chipotle is the fact they don't have queso or they didn't have queso. And that was maybe the one leg up they had on Cadoba. So I have not tried their queso before. I'm going to do it now. Got my, they have yeah. some salty ass chips too. Oh my gosh. They have the margarita salt on. Yeah. So it's like really <laughs> intense and awesome. But um, I thought the same thing always with um, Chipotle when I would get in arguments, which I've been in a lot of arguments about Chipotle and Cadoba and Moe's for some reason, it's even up there with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they didn't have queso. I actually, this is like probably only the second time I've had their queso. So I was like, I could totally review that newly adding it on. 
Also, I apologize for the way that my burrito is situated on my camera. And for no. anybody that watches this that has to see me eat this. <laughs> no, man. I think we're going to try to do this as an audio format, but let's see how we can do it with a, a video as well. That was a pretty solid pour there. It didn't look sloppy at all. Let me try that too. All see, right. With the vinaigrette, though, I do the same thing. Yeah. And sometimes with like the smoky Tabasco sauce that they have. Yeah. All right, pour that off. I think towards the end, too, like towards the end of the burrito, mm. if this all was on camera, yeah, you might have some people uh, leave watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, maybe because mine isn't wrapped the best way possible. Well, mine, mine I should have kept mine in the aluminum foil anyway because um, it's starting to fall out. I might just eat it with my hand. So this will probably be an audio podcast, no video component, <laughs> just to save my career. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I know you, if, if you eat stuff like this, I mean, did you eat stuff like this when you were a wrestler at Virginia Tech? Absolutely. So I wrestled heavyweight at Virginia Tech and heavyweight, the way the weight, weight class works is 197 is the last one. Heavyweight goes up to 285. So as a wrestler that works out a lot, burns a lot of calories and and is trying to kind of constantly get big and or maintain their weight, you could eat a lot and whatever you want at a heavy, at, as a heavyweight. I figured it out a little bit more as I got older and I, I ate much cleaner, but I ate a lot of Chipotle. We had group, <laughs> group team get-togethers at Chipotle after hard practices and stuff because, I don't know, there's, there's also, other than eating on campus at Virginia Tech, there's only a handful of other restaurants you could go to and and Chipotle, it's cheap, like I had mentioned before, and it fills you up, and it's the best. Yeah, I, I was wondering about that, though, being a heavyweight, and there's a couple of things to unpack there, because you were never 285 on the dot, were you? <laughs> no, I was never even close to it. Uh, the most I ever weighed when I was in college was about 250, mm. and then um, now I actually wrestle – my weight class for the international weights is uh, two thirteen and a half or ninety seven kilograms. So, I've um, and that's more natural for me. Like I can make it pretty darn easy. So, I, I could I could very much so eat whatever I wanted. And even with college wrestling too, most people at heavyweight they don't weigh two eighty five. But at the same time, though, like you're cutting a little bit to be two fifty five. You don't want to be as heavy. Did any of your teammates kind of resent you because, like, oh, Ty can eat whatever he wants, but I got to shave off 25 pounds in a week and a half? There's unwritten rules in wrestling for sure. If you're on a bus with a bunch of unhappy um, guys that are cutting weight, you don't want to bring a Chipotle burrito on the bus. <laughs> That's from experience. And, um, but also, you do just kind of genuinely want to be a little bit respectful but you know to 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 an extent it's like sorry you got to cut weight but i'm still got it i still have to gain weight i'm putting in just as much effort on my end right this case is pretty good and it is hard it's hard to maintain your weight going through a wrestling season in our heavyweight right now john boris he's definitely felt it because he was a 97 pounder moved up to heavyweight because he needed a heavyweight and uh you know, he'd come in being like 217, 218. I'm like, dude, 
you need to put in as much work as these smaller guys do that are cutting weight. You need to get extra lifts and you have to eat way more all the time. And it is, it's kind of strenuous. It's definitely not good for your digestive system. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, was there ever a situation where you broke one of those unwritten rules and somebody kind of ripped into you for it? I was lucky enough to learn that in high school. So one time we were leaving to go to a meet and me and all my teammates packed in a van. And high school weight cutting is different from college where you do it completely wrong, you're absolutely miserable, and it's not good for your, your well-being at all. So we had one guy that was cutting weight in between me and my buddy James. And like I said, my Chipotle thing has started for a long time or has been around for a long time. We went to Chipotle after practice, got burritos, came back, got on the van, and we're sitting there, and we're passing the vinaigrette, which you're missing, back and forth to each other, and our buddy's sitting in between us, and he just loses it. He's like, are you guys serious? He's like, you guys are actually going to pass this vinaigrette in be- across my face while you're both eating burritos? And I'm like, I never really thought about it like that. You're right. And he was – he, he continued on with that rant for a while about how upset he was about the entire thing. But that was probably the first time I got scolded for it and had to realize, like, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> but I got to give you a little bit of a pass, though, because I was doing my research on you this week. And you didn't start wrestling until pretty late compared to other people, right? I was going to say that, too. <laughs> I didn't know – well, one of my buddies that I'm still friends with, he actually wrestled at Eastern Michigan. His name's Nick Barber. My freshman year, I was like really good friends with him. And we had gym class together and stuff. And it was all, like, I was like, this kid's awesome. He's really cool. And we get along really well. Then wrestling season started. All of a sudden, he's a complete ass and never talks to me. Never like uh, plays hard in gym class anymore. Never does anything. Because he was cutting like 20 pounds to go to 103 which is the weight class at the time. I think they got rid of it now, but um, totally didn't resonate in my head. I was like, why is Nick mean now? I don't get why he's mean. I don't like him anymore. And I was like mean back to him, but I didn't understand the fact that cutting 20 pounds when you're only 120 pounds is brutal. (laughs) Yeah. That was my first lesson in weight cutting, I think. (laughs) You played football. Did you quit football just because the Cleveland Browns are really bad? (laughs) it definitely didn't inspire me to be any better at football that's for sure um no I I stopped playing football uh I feel like it was more so my dad's thing he really wanted me to like football I did not like watching sports growing up at all like totally not a sports dude even still like my wife has to like beg me to watch football with her on Sundays and I don't know. I just have never really been into it too too much now I'm praying for it I cannot wait to watch football obviously (laughs) <laughs> um, but I always like computers. I like video games and that's kind of been my thing. So I not like, I go to football practice and I'd stand there. I'd be like, man, I can't wait for this to be over so I could go home and not be at football practice anymore. But wrestling was something that really resonated with me because you could work super hard with it and you'd see the benefits right before your eyes. And that, that's something that still why I like it so much nowadays. Yeah, I, I put in uh, a few text messages around Morgan Conklin, now Morgan Bowen, who, for yeah. those who don't know, I worked with Morgan in my internship at Virginia Tech. She played soccer, and uh, you were roommates with her husband, Cam Bowen, 
And I was like, what can I ask? Yeah. What can I ask Ty tomorrow? And one of the things that he told her to tell me was that you, yeah, no, I mean, not everything. There was a few things in there. I was like, I don't know if that's going to be the thing I want to talk about in the podcast, something involving it. We don't have to get into that. I'm Um, actually terrified right now about what you're going to (laughs) say. No, no, no. You talked about gaming. He said that you built a gaming computer. Mm -hmm. So my love for computers started when I was younger. And like I, my dad like bought me this like really old computer from one of his buddies at work and barely worked. And I was like, this is awful, dude. Like I want to be able to play like really cool, like Halo or um, like Doom 3, which is another cool game when I was growing up when I was like 15. And it didn't work. So I was like, well, I'm going to figure it out. So I started taking it apart. I luckily lived nearby a computer store. Went in there, would look at parts, would talk to the dude that worked there. From there, when I got into college and, and we would get per diem to go on like traveling trips and stuff like that, I'd save it buy a expensive computer part (laughs) online and then I gradually kind of even took one of the old computers that I used to have and I still have it actually and it doesn't work or it still works now but I got to continue to work with it and tinker with it but now I have a bad boy and and I still mainly use it now for for productive things like looking at my finances and reading stuff and taking notes and stuff like that but I still am I, I still love playing video games whenever I can. Um, I got to give a quick update on a burrito. It's cooling down a little bit. It's still pretty good. I it's There's just so much. And it's amazing that this is what you get every time you eat there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a big guy. It, be, it's like 2,000 calories. Like, oh, cool. It's a lot of food. Well, it's a, I wish I fasted this whole week. It's like you texted <laughs> me yesterday. I was like, that's like the Declaration of Independence like how long that was that order <laughs> and i was like okay because i was like oh we're eating chipotle and people were like oh well that's just kind of like a normal thing and then i got it and i was like oh this isn't normal at all no so. <laughs> i'm glad you think so because i was thinking the same thing i'm like man we could totally go to like um man i, I don't even know where we go in blacksburg that's not like a a very popular chain like Chick-fil-A. There's a lot of people that review Chick-fil-A. Um, yeah. We have Witch Witch, which I guess is a little different. You have Jimmy John's, but those are all over the place. So it's yeah, it's hard. But I, I I was happy that you said okay to Chipotle because I was like, all right, I could talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. And I also figure, you know, you with you training with the Olympics, that, you know, that's been put on halt. But I was like, this is a guy that cares about what he eats. So when the Olympics got uh, postponed and you're training for that, and obviously the whole world gets to a halt, do you, did you even like slide for a second? Like, screw this, man. I'm just going to eat burritos every day and keep playing battlefield. Or did you keep training? No, it was, um, so I'd say once they postponed Olympic trials, which was um, due to take place in April, the early April, is that actually the fourth? Um, I took that week, was a little bit more reserved in my training, still kept everything else really consistent. But after that got canceled, 
along with the Olympics actually getting, well, it was actually, it didn't get canceled until the Olympics got postponed, which was much later. Um, but we kind of still had a good idea that it wasn't going to happen. Um, usually your diet's the first thing that slips because it's like, all right, well, I don't have to eat minimal amount. I'm not trying to get down to kind of striking distance where you're one hard workout away from making scratch weight. Um, and that's kind of what, what, uh, part of the process I was at right, right before April and March when everything kind of shut down. Um, so it, it, it was a slow kind of transition to being normal with my diet, but still it, it's something that I try to live as much as I can, but part of it is also enjoying yourself from time to time. And that means Chipotle, sometimes pizza. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been able to enjoy yourself uh, other than food after, uh, after, pretty much your professional aspirations with, with wrestling, at least individually, have been put on hold? So my wife and I have definitely enjoyed Blacksburg Summers where um, we've, we've been able to, luckily we have a lot of friends that live in town and, and family members that have, that have stopped through over the past uh, four to five months now. And, uh, that's been good. I've only been tubing one time, which I'm upset about. We're planning on going potentially next weekend. Um, but other than that, we, we ended up actually buying a house in Christiansburg. So that was kind of our, it was good time for us because typically my brain doesn't think about anything other than wrestling and doing everything that's aligns well with being the best wrestler you can, which usually doesn't entail taking out a bunch of stress and buying a house. But was a good time to do that so we moved to Christiansburg and it's kind of been our we moved in uh uh at the end of last month like the 31st of July so we've been getting our stuff together still unpacking but now we're pretty much situated situated you guys get on each other's nerves at all being together all the time so we started out hot like we were cruising <laughs> grooving like well, I was like, wow, we're crushing it at being married right now, even through quarantine. We're doing a good job. Hit a couple rough patches, for sure, especially along the <laughs> the home buying process. I was like, oh, man, we're really not having a good time anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, now we're doing solid. We're communicating better about future plans for, for renovating stuff in our house and pieces of furniture. But all of it's been, been – uh, been a growing process definitely definitely galvanized us as a as a married couple for sure yeah I really don't ready to take on anything (laughs) I really don't know what I would have done if you're like to be honest Bailey things are bad and we're separated now and we're getting a divorce I don't know what you've talked about the rest of the podcast then (laughs) (laughs) that one could have backfired Um, hopefully it never happens especially on like a more laid-back tone podcast you don't want to have yourself into something deep on accident Especially yeah. when you got a mouthful of burrito. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Already got the meat sweats with this humongous thing. I'm, I'm like with a divorce. Bur- burping while crying about my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I just miss it so much, man. Oh, oh man, I might. <laughs> I might have an ex if I keep spill if I spill anything on on my girlfriend's floor here. So, prayers up for me. <laughs> but uh. You you got to do a good amount of wrestling abroad. 
So you went to Eastern Europe, right? You wrestled in Belarus or was it Poland? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to Belarus, Poland, Russia, and uh, uh, the other one was um, Romania. What were and those? Cuba. Yeah, I wanted to dive into the Cuban thing because that's, that's incredibly interesting just in recent history how that's going. Um, yeah. But what was it like wrestling – in in eastern europe because i know that it's it's a more of a pastime out there in former soviet countries yeah so my, my first competition overseas was actually the u23 so 23 and under world championships which i was lucky enough to qualify for in my first year out of college and um it was in poland and not only was the entire experience surreal traveling overseas for the first time but we started a gofundme and a ton of people supported it so we can get my family to go over there with me. So I traveled over there with my now wife at the time, fiance. Um, my mom came and my stepdad, my uncle and my dad. So not only do I see my dad's hillbilly self, like dealing with uh, getting on a train in the middle of like downtown Bidgosh, <laughs> but um, I also was lucky enough to have them watch me um, compete and win a bronze medal when we were over there. And this is on top of all the other experience. So every other experience I've had um, over kind of paled in comparison because my family's not with me. But that one's going to be something that I, I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life. But also, to, to your question, the um experience of going over there seeing um Azerbaijani guys seeing uh obviously Russians and Iranians and um Georgians in in your bracket and and when you're going through a tournament from somebody that has never competed overseas before it's it's definitely uh it's scary but it also just makes you totally like take like a you got to either just commit and take a leap of faith, know you're better than that guy. And if you think about it way too much, you're going to crumble yourself before you step out on the mat, which I've done before for sure. But um, I think that's why it's the, why it's such a fun experience every single time. There's so much new things going on. You see so many new people. Um, you learn a lot um, about yourself and about where you're going to, obviously, but it's so much fun. I honestly can't wait more than anything just to get back to that once things get back to normal. What's something that you learned about yourself through that? I realized I'm like highly adaptable. So we're eating food right now, which is <laughs> awesome. But when I go overseas, like there's some, there's some guys that like struggle with the food that they get. But every time I go, I'm like, what is this? Like slop or, or you go to one country and it's just like you, you, we usually stay at like their training centers. So, or like a hotel. So you get like the hotel food. And it's always just completely different than what you expect, like, like cabbage and, and fish. And, and it's not prepared any way that you've probably had it before. And I realized I never had a problem with that. Um, I, I, I loved exploring the, the countries that I go to in the first place. And um, I realized that I can, that I'm, I'm better at trying to adapt to new situations than plan them out entirely. You can only plan so much, but whenever you go overseas, something's going to go wrong. You're going to forget something, and you realize that I'm not too bad at figuring stuff out. Yeah, I was definitely going to ask you about the food, so I'm glad that you talked about that. Speaking of slop, my burrito has since turned into that. 
So I I'm still like going strong. I know. You know what? I should have taken it from the Chipotle expert himself to just keep it in the aluminum foil. But uh, I might have to go get a fork here soon. But I have the chips, so the chips are going to act as a fork themselves and then That's go with the queso as well. Talk about Look being a dad. You're a dad. Yeah, I was about to say you're adapting. <laughs> Unexpected. You didn't plan for it well, but you adapted. You figured it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of adapting, I don't even know if this is really adapting, but you went to Cuba. <laughs> Cuba is something uh, not a lot of Americans have gone to Cuba at least for just wrestling or for vacation in the past 50, 60 years. What was that like? So that was one of the few very, very not, not common opportunities you have in wrestling to go somewhere where it's way nicer than where you're at. Because typically, like all the other countries I named, you go to like Eastern Europe, in the wintertime when it's cold and awful and raining. When you're in college, you go to like the North and South Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota. Um, it's wintertime the entire time. Uh, so going to Cuba, and I think that one was taking place maybe in like March, it was a few years ago now, um, was awesome. Cause you get there in Havana and it's like super sunny. There's, it's a, it's a place that's, exceptionally full of culture like so completely different 40 minutes away from the united states that it just makes you think actually when i was there i watched an entire documentary series about cuba on netflix and try to learn about it because it's that interesting and you stay right in havana where we were where we were at and um uh, one of the big universities is right downtown the i think it's called <laughs> the hotel del nacional and that's right on the coast, which is where um, there, there's like pictures of of uh, a lot of their like political figures and leaders, and it's like a huge place. And I mean, obviously, just the people and interacting with them, and it was all the old cars and stuff like that. Super duper cool, super duper different, and probably unlike any other place that you'll go to for wrestling for sure. How is the wrestling culture there? So I want to say Cuba. They had a and the 2019 World Championships. They had a a World Champion Freestyle and a World Champion Greco, and they currently have one of the best heavyweight Greco wrestlers that that there's ever been. I think he was a uh, I think he's maybe even going for like his third or fourth Olympic or Olympic gold medal. And if you saw him. He definitely could be playing defensive end on any NFL team that he'd want to in the United States. Like they would pick him up like that. Um, but they're, they're phenomenal, super explosive. They, they have a completely different freestyle feel to them. Very relaxed then explode and will put you on your back and score bunches of points in really, really short periods of time. But they I love watching them at the, at the world championships every year because you're always excited what they're going to do. Yeah, man, you live such an interesting life with this sport. And something that's so interesting is the fact that you're three-time All-American at Virginia Tech. Then you get to coach people that were your teammates. Was that awkward at all? All of a sudden you're on the bus with them and now you're on the front of the bus coaching them? Totally weird. And something that it was actually just after this last class that graduated were the last guys that I was ever teammates with at the same time. 
super hard transition where maybe for some people it's a little easier. Like you can just go from being someone's friend to telling them what to do all the time. <laughs> for me, it was, it was more difficult. I, I felt as so I was a leader on the Virginia Tech team uh, when I was an athlete. So it made it that much easier. But still, um, kind of that, that relationship you have to build and you have to earn it, especially with the guys. And, and I still actually, I wish that I was a better coach the year after I graduated. And it's hard because at the time I was focusing on competing and coaching at the same time. So it's like we tell our wrestlers all the time, be selfish, focus on yourself. That's the best way you, you can do to take care of yourself and uh, do the best you can. You can't be worrying about your teammates constantly. As a coach that's also an athlete, you're torn. You, you have to focus on yourself, do what's best for you. You want to help your guys. You go to bed thinking about your guys at night too. So that's kind of something that tears at you the whole time. I wish that I was a better coach my first year out of college because um, we had some guys do some tremendous things and fall just short of their goals. Um, one of the biggest ones was Jared Haught, our 97-pounder that year. He he lost uh, the NCAA, in the NCAA finals in the last 30 seconds, and it was heartbreaking, probably the most heartbreaking thing that I've ever experienced including my losses I have none that compare to that because he's like a ridiculously great human being and I felt like if I just did that much more because it was such a small margin of error if I was that much better of a coach that first year out it could have maybe turned the tides on that and that's something I always think back to because being a coach is a big responsibility and it's something that you you can't take lightly and you can't overlook because you have you can make an impact and that's why I do it I, I think it's totally interesting the fact that you said you tell your athletes to be selfish. And I don't really think that's something any other sport tells their athletes. Because <laughs> it is, at the end of the day, it's an individual sport, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and the, 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 the team element alongside with it being an individual sport, something that I continue to struggle with to figure out, but also just find so interesting. Like, you... you I think that having uh, 10 guys sitting on the bench really caring about you, really wanting you to win because you're a great teammate has an impact and can make you better and can make you win. And then vice versa, if all those guys hate you because you're such a selfish um, asshole the entire time, th there's nothing else motivating you on that bench. You might get frustrated on the match and nobody else is going to turn, turn your tides and your thinking. And I don't know. It comes down to inches and and, and uh, very, very little things that make the difference. So if you have 10 guys that might be able to motivate you in the overtime period of your match, that's that's the difference. And you, you got to put time into that because it's it's tangible. Man, I, I'm really glad I adapted with those chips because I ate a lot more of it. But then again, I'm not that glad because I, ooh, I'm going to be – I'm supposed to get beers after this with a family friend. I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's the you're beauty, totally screwed. You're, yeah. totally, you're not leaving that couch. You're going to call him, and you're going to come up with some super ridiculously lame excuse. It's like, oh, my, my oh. dog's puking everywhere. Maybe it's going to be me. Um, no, I, <laughs> I feel like such a wuss. Like, this is just from a normal restaurant. It's just Chipotle everywhere. And I'm just eating it. I'm like, damn, double wrap. Like, this dude means, yeah. he's, he's means business. Yeah, their tortillas are 300 calories. So as soon as you double wrap it, Boom, you're starting off at 600. Yeah, so that's Which another thing. Weird. They make they make sure they you know. They're like, hey, 
when you're putting it together in the app, they're like, this is this many calories. So just letting you know how much of a piece of shit you are is <laughs> thing that you get. Um, I want to go back to the thing you said about being selfish, though, because I, I have a particular story. I don't really claim to be a wrestling expert, and I definitely – I haven't called a wrestling match in a while at, with the ACC Network at Virginia Tech, although I did get to call a bigger one, um, which ended up being a very big learning experience for me, but it ties into you. It was Penn State. I was a junior, so you must have been – you wrestlers are in school for like 19 years, man. I, you're, I know you're older than me, but you might have been a sophomore. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember first meeting you. I thought you had worked with softball primarily, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I totally had. I think uh, I think we met at keg kickball, which I was oh. really, yeah, I was one yeah. of the only uh, non-athletic regular people there. Um, <laughs> but Morgan Conklin was nice enough to invite me. Um, but anyway, going <laughs> yeah, nice enough to invite me to a wedding. Nice enough to invite me to keg kickball. She's great. That's where we uh, well we had talked last at her wedding but then also at pk's like yeah forever yeah. ago too yeah they, i know she she told me she's like you got to talk about how much fun you had at our wedding and i really did it was cool to <laughs> to see everyone um that i called games for but oh, yeah. going back going back to um the penn state thing i think that you guys penn state had clinched and everybody's just waiting for you to wrestle and kale sanderson's his name he pulls the guy that's supposed to wrestle you, wrestle you, right? Were you frustrated at all for that? Oh, that was terrible. It was um so my family came in that match too. And actually to to start it off, I guess set it up even better. The year before my redshirt sophomore year, I we suffered a my probably most heartbreaking loss that I've ever had in college to them. I lost in overtime to their to their heavyweight last match of the duel came down to heavy came down to me and I lost an overtime. Sorry, I'm burping. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. And, uh, I've been hiding mine. I lost an overtime, super heartbreaking and, and Penn state. I, I, I don't know if they won NCAAs that year, but they were either first or second, like they have been for the past however many years. And um, we were super stoked to have them at home the next year. I was ready to go because I was like, all right, that, that heavyweight graduated. I'm going to put the beat down on this new guy that they have. And, yeah, they clinched the duel up, so they didn't need to wrestle their heavyweight. And I was so pissed that day. I felt so bad for my parents because they had driven down to watch the same thing because they knew about the year before, too. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, um, yeah, it, but the only, the only thing that I got from that, and now it, I look at it a little bit differently because I'm around all the – highest level people in the sport all the time but Kale Sanderson when he shook my hand when we were in line he said he said sorry buddy you're too good and I was like well I guess that's kind of cool I mean that's one of the best wrestlers ever he at least said that that's that's not bad at least he at least he knows who I am <laughs> yeah I would have I would have told a lot of people that Kale Sanderson head coach at Penn State told me I'm great um <laughs> he mentioned because their guy wasn't very good though in reality <laughs> I think I think I remember this. I remember a lot about that day, particularly getting roasted on Twitter. Uh, but <laughs> I, I well, to, wrestling Twitter is brutal. Wrestling Twitter is brutal. I'm sorry you have been exposed yeah. to it. To be fair, though, to be fair to them, I'm a junior in college. I've 
I only know a little bit about wrestling, mainly because all my best friends in high school are wrestlers. Um, and if, if, let's say, like Florida State and Notre Dame are playing, and they put in football, and they put a 20-year-old that knows very little about the sport, people are going to get upset about it. People care yeah. about wrestling. So if they get a 20-year-old that's up there and says Edinburgh is a D2 school, which I didn't know that they're D1 in wrestling at the time, I'd probably get pretty pissed too and tweet at the kid. So that's what I learned that day. <laughs> There's not that many people that know that or even know what Edinburgh is. It's just very popular in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I lived up in northeastern uh, or northwestern Pennsylvania for a couple summers, and I, fi I finally got familiar. to know Edinburgh. Yeah, After. I'm very familiar with it because my boss, Tony Roby, he's from there, the head coach. So right. we, 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 we joke your... about it a good bit. Right. I wanted to get to your current job. Um, you're a coach at Virginia Tech, but you run, and correct me if I'm wrong here, so you work for the Southeastern, uh, Southeast Regional Training Center? Yeah, so my actual job, so with it being an Olympic year, uh, a proposed Olympic year this year, coaching and competing during an Olympic year don't coincide very well. The trials are actually set to happen like a week and a half after NCAs and NCAs is very, very coaching demanding, including the weeks before it. So it just, it doesn't work out logistically or, or for anybody's best interest, because if I were to be coaching, I'm focusing all my attention on that and not my competing. So it kind of takes away from both ends and makes you less good at both. Um, so it was actually an idea proposed by both coach Roby and then uh, Jared Frayer, our, our head assistant. They were like, why don't you just be an athlete next year? We could get somebody else to be a volunteer assistant coach. And I was like, all right, as long as you guys say that's cool. And it ended up being an awesome experience this year. I feel like it made me that much better at both. And uh, um, but, my, but back to your question, too, the re my, my actual title is the director of wrestling performance. And that's my title under Virginia Tech. But I am I'm funded and, and – my real position is an RTC athlete, so a regional training center athlete and Olympic hopeful for the Southeast Regional Training Center. So when does... It's complicated um, when you do your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to what we were talking about. In the yeah, yeah start, you started it off. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally kidding, and now you actually brought it back into it. We have a segment on here that we call Roast Them or Toast Them. Oh, and it's, it's, it's roast if, like, you don't like something like what are those like that type of roast and then toast like champagne like here's to them so toast means you like okay so it's all food okay all right so the first thing on the list it's actually what i just put in i want to see if you know it are you familiar roast them or toast them melt in cleveland uh toast them toast like to them fried like pb and j all day it's ridiculous it's a deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah they're phenomenal and they're on man, not man versus food. Yeah, they rock. I love oh, them. They, they went there in man versus food. I didn't know that. It was either man versus food or uh, diners, drive-ins, and dines. And if you could ever, if this, if this develops further, you should go there. I think now they're a chain in Northeast Ohio, but I actually live like 15 minutes away from one. So I, I, every time I go up there with one of my buddies, I'm like, you got to come to this place. <laughs> so I have, I've eaten there. I think. I don't know if it counts for the second time, but I went to one in Akron. Uh, okay. And I, I like the buffalo. For those of you who don't know, it's a grilled, basically just a fancy grilled cheese place. It's just everything oh. is a melt. Um, yeah. 
hence the name Melt. And it was a buffalo chicken sandwich. And those are big boys, too. I really enjoyed that. And I had it at the Indians game, too. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. I know. It's awesome. Uh, That sounds like a nice little Cleveland night right there. Absolutely. Also, (laughs) shout out. I'm going to say this. Shout out. I know uh, I made that Brown joke earlier. Shout out Cleveland. I think that Cleveland is great. Oh, man. I I have a lot of pride for it because it made me who I am. And, like, my – I don't even like talk trash about it ever because my guys that I know in Cleveland compared to everybody that I'm surrounded by here in like Blacksburg and Christiansburg and, and our guys that we recruit, they're way like just genuinely meaner. Like the way that they bust balls and like talk trash is completely different. Every time I go back there, I'm like, man, I forgot the way that everybody talks up here. You're not all <laughs> nice and kind like from Blacksburg. And then also I got a chance to train with Steve Miocic recently. And if you saw, he just defended his heavyweight title belt. And wow. that was sweet to watch, especially a, a guy who represents everything that Cleveland kind of stands for. Super hardworking dude, super nice, can definitely bust balls too. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, next them, next on roast them or toast them, we got Bojangles. Oh, man. All right, went to Bojangles one morning <laughs> for some reason. Meanwhile, ours is attached to a gas station, so maybe give it the benefit of the doubt uh, of why it's bad. But I got, like, a Cajun chicken and egg biscuit. Biscuit was solid. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to roast them. Okay. <laughs> I'm already right. in the process of roasting them. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, the not, not solid. Chicken and eggs don't go together too well for me. And uh, – Everything else I got there so far has been pretty low quality. <laughs> Dang. I, I, I implore you to give it another shot. The Blacksburg one has its own struggles. Being attached to a gas station isn't great. but Yeah, that definitely impacts it. My mom calls it Joe Bangles, and she <laughs> loves it. And I was like, all right, let's go to Joe Bangles this morning. And no, it didn't work for me. I'll give it a go when I'm traveling next time. <laughs> That's great. Uh, roast them or toast them, Bloomin' Onions. Uh, uh, toast them for sure because they rock <laughs> and although calorically intense and you may <laughs> if you were if you work out the next day you're gonna smell like one but they're they're awesome if you get a chance to do it if you want to yeah. do that to yourself <laughs> i don't know if you really care that much about calorically right now considering we just had one of the atomic bombs just ingested to our into our body from Chipotle. <laughs> You're gonna be hearing more later though than I will. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I'm counting no, no. <laughs> uh, Roast them or toast them with zucchini. Uh, I had zucchini today. I put it in an omelet. So toast, toast zucchini. You cook a lot. You can, I cook a lot, a lot. Like I, I make lunch for myself every day and it's usually kind of like a breakfast oriented meal but then whenever we have people in town or family members or just guests in general i love cooking people whether it's grilling or making like stir fry or fajitas i you kind of have to get good at it if you want to eat really healthy so that's kind of my my mo with it but i love making breakfast food more than anything in the world (laughs) not that if i was making food for anybody at my house i'd put zucchini in it but (laughs) for my own good i I usually eat it (laughs) yeah all right last lastly here roast them or toast them quinoa uh quinoa i don't apply a lot i do like it like i don't i don't cook it a lot and i don't use it a lot in what i do but if i'm like 
going through an airport and there's like quinoa bowls or something that's like the healthiest option i usually get it sorry my dogs are going absolutely nuts no i'm glad that i could hear them though because i've strategically tried to muzzle my i have a four-month-old shih tzu and oh no way yeah tiny dogs are the best by the way oh yeah hey we got a frenchie is that your only dog no i have another one this is (laughs) this is tots he's a boy (laughs) <laughs> and this is uh this is virginia or gt is what wow. we call her so they're both both virginia and virginia tech team named hey that's yeah, awesome <laughs> i have What's a your I have, name uh margo we tried to make her a really real classic like broad. oh like margot robbie <laughs> like margot margo robbie yeah nice yeah yo like she's it. great and i think that having a tiny dog like i had bass and hounds growing up Having a small dog is the best. The accidents are smaller. You can pick them up when they're being awful. And yeah, yeah it's the best. Damages are smaller. They're less like offensive when you have guests over. It's like, sorry, <laughs> yeah. he's jumping on you, but he's like 28 pounds. It's not right. that big of a deal to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, my parents have a basset hound that's 85 pounds and like the oh, biggest man. dog I've ever seen that, at that breed. Like not fat yeah. either, just like a hefty boy. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't miss trying to walk this around. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tots is a little juicy too, but he's all packed. <laughs> it's all it's like a burrito. Yeah, like a burrito, and that's a perfect way to stop here. Ty Walls, you've been great. Before you leave, let's rate what we just ate out of ten. So the gigantic burrito, chicken barbacoa, both of those double by the way, corn salsa, uh, medium salsa, mild salsa, queso from Chipotle. Brown rice, both types of beans. What do you give it out of 10? So every time I get it, if they roll it up nicely, it's a 10 out of 10 because I've been ordering the same thing forever. This one, due to the fact that it was not wrapped properly, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Definitely impacted the way it was all mixed around inside the burrito. It kind of just messed up your overall experience when it's dripping through your hand and leaking out and you can't bite it nicely. 8 out of 10. What do you give it? I'm going to give it a seven, partly because I, I think that I ate it a little bit cold and these big things get cold pretty quick. Uh, but I like the just overall mashup of flavors. And if I worked out a little bit more today, or at all anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I probably would have really enjoyed it a lot more. And with the hopes <laughs> that maybe this thing will take off and I'm not bashing Chipotle, maybe they'll want to sponsor me. So I'm going to give it a seven. <laughs> well, hopefully you could... You can figure out if you do if you do this too much, you're gonna have yeah. some health issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm you gonna do have five to... podcasts a week. <laughs> yeah, just once a once a week's good enough for me, man. Uh, Ty, <laughs> you've been great. Thanks for taking the time, and uh, I wish you good luck with everything with the Olympics in the future, man. And uh, just stay a good guy because that's what you are, and I really appreciate you having the time to talk to me today. Awesome, Bailey. I really appreciate your kind words, and I hope the podcast does really well and I can't wait to see what you do with it in the future. Appreciate it, bud. I'll talk to you later.